What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And this is another edition of Pillow Talk with the Casey Crew. Welcome. Yes, welcome. And I just want to tell you guys that we are keeping our word. Irma is back. We want to make sure we get these podcasts out on time. Um, yes, it's been a tough weekend. It's been a busy weekend, but it's 3.30 in the morning and we're getting this bitch out. It's 3.30 in the morning. I was just in a nice deep sleep mm-hmm. and I've been setting the clock for 15 minutes at about what 15 minute intervals for the past probably four hours. Correct. Trying to wake you up. That's right. And it's been a busy weekend. Madison had prom. Mm-hmm. London had her first dance recital. We had family over. We've been entertaining. So it's been a busy weekend. So even though Irma's back, we've sp- still been running around like chickens without heads. So Absolutely. we've had sleep to catch up on. Right. So Rashawn was like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to get it done at like 11 o'clock. He's like, let me just take this little nap. I'm like, okay, I'm going to take this little nap. I'm mm-hmm. going to give you... Two hours. You're going to take a two-hour nap. 10 o'clock, I'm going to wake you up at midnight. We're going to get this out. So for the past three hours, about 15-minute intervals, I've been setting my clock to wake Rashawn up. And every 15 minutes, give me five more minutes. Right. Give me 10 more minutes. Give me 22 minutes. All I need is 22 minutes, and I'm up, and then I'm going to be good. I'm going to do the podcast. We're going to get it out on time. I'm like, look, don't play with me. Right. Don't play with me. Don't have me waking you up every 15 minutes because you need a little bit more sleep. And then at the end, you're like, you know, babe, I'm just too tired. We're going to have to do it Monday during the day. No, we're getting it out Monday morning. Right. We're getting it out Monday morning. So, so here we are. That's right. Three o'clock in the morning. Right. 3.30 in the morning. We're going. And, um, wait, wait, wait. What? You have to leave at five o'clock. We have an hour and a half. Not to say we got to do an hour and a half podcast. Do not rush any of these topics. Well, I got to wash my ass. Don't, don't. You, we have an hour and a half. As long as we get a good, solid podcast out, don't ru- run through anything. Don't don't rush. I'm not rushing you. Don't play with me today. And also, don't forget, July 27th, that is our next live podcast. You know, uh, our other podcast, you know, people complained a little bit, not about the show, but some people said it was on a weekday and it's hard to get a, a babysitter. It's hard to get out. So we did it on Friday. It's a Friday night, July 27th, date night. All right. Get a babysitter. Friday night, we'll have a great time, a great show. And not only that, people said there weren't enough seats in the last venue. So this one has triple the amount of seats, all right? So it's at Sony Hall, July 27th. Our live podcast tickets are going so fast. So if you want to join us, a perfect date night, food, podcast, it's all about relationships. We'll have a lot of fun July 27th at Sony Hall. If you want to get tickets, SonyHall.com and come and join us when we have a good time. Again, July 27th at Sony Hall. Tickets are moving fast. So many times people hit me like, I envy I'm getting my tickets this weekend. I'm like, it's sold out. They're like, oh, is there nothing you can do? Once the venue sold yeah. out, we can't even slide grandma and if, if grandma wanted to come is they are that strict so get your tickets now sonyhall.com and we look forward to seeing you guys yeah all right well let's start this podcast um of course the pillow talk is we talk about everything that happened during the week um whether it's celebrity news whether it's just news that, that just happened so let's talk first about uh suicide Let's start off with Kate Spade. Mm. Now, Kate Spade committed suicide last week. If you don't know who Kate Spade is, you know, can you explain to people who Kate Spade is? I, I used to see her bags and stuff, but I really didn't know what kind of designer she was. Yeah, Kate Spade is, was, 
unfortunately, a contemporary designer, and she's best known for her bags and her accessories. Your mom used to be really into her bags. Yes, very like into her bags. Like when we were younger and Christmas would roll around or Mother's Day would roll around, mm-hmm. I would run out and get your mom a Kate Spade bag. Right. And they would be leather, they'd be cloth with designs and things of that nature. A lot of them were boxy, flat bags, totes, all types of different things. And she she was really innovative. Right. She came onto the scene and really, really, really did well. And then she expanded and did all types of small leather goods mm-hmm. and, you know, like wallets and um, like little compacts right. and, you know, mirror, like, all types of like fun little things. It didn't, it wasn't just accessories. Then she got so big that people would just be happy to have a little Kate Spade accessory. Right. She did very well and clothes and she really expanded her brand. Right. It, was, it did great. 1999, her brand did great. She sold 56% of her brand to Neiman Marcus. And then in 2006, she uh, sold the rest of her shares. Um, she was doing very well. She was found dead by, I believe, a housekeeper. Mm-hmm. Um, she left a note for her daughter and the note pretty much said, you know, I love you so much. If you want to know why, ask your dad. Um, Kate Spade, um, they believe that she was suffering with depression and anxiety. Uh, her and her husband recently separated. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was living in one apartment in New York and he was living and she was living in another apartment. I wanted to talk about um, today a little bit about suicide because mm-hmm. people are quick to judge somebody when they commit suicide and they're like, well, they had everything. They were rich. Being rich doesn't make you happy. You know, having a lot of money doesn't make you happy. You know, this this lady, Kate Spade, was uh, uh, she was depressed. She was anxiety. She was having anxiety. I don't know if she was depressed because maybe her and her husband's relationship wasn't working well. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she was depressed because she was pretty much out of the the bag, you know, what, whatever it's the fashion area. As far as her bag, Kate Spade, she sold a majority of her shares. And for a lot of people, working and doing something fulfills your life, makes you feel like you have a purpose. Mm-hmm. And when you don't have that purpose anymore, sometimes people don't really feel like they know what they want to do with themselves. Um, and, and suicide is, is a serious thing. You know, you can think that somebody has their life all together right? and everything is so fine, but you never really know what they're going through. Mm-hmm. Um, at one time, suicide was on my mind and it wasn't because of money. Cause you know, we had money. It wasn't because of family cause we had family. I felt like the moves I was making in the world, I was letting my family down and I didn't need to be here anymore. You know, and the bad thing about when you have those feelings or you feel that way, you feel like there's nobody you can talk to because you feel like people will make a joke or mockery of some of the things that you're going through or some of the things that you're feeling. Mm -hmm. And I know a a majority of people out there once or twice thought about, I don't want to be here. You know, a lot of a lot of celebrities talking to celebrities sometimes they feel that way. It feels like I'd rather just leave than deal with the pain. I'd rather just leave than to deal with the embarrassment. I'd rather just leave than deal with some of the things that's going to happen. Pressure. The pressure. Mm-hmm. So um, I would advise you taking it out of Kate Spade that if you have somebody that may be going through problems, could be kids, could be your spouse, have that conversation with them and especially kids. And not to say that it seems like suicide is is the thing now, but it's easier now because a lot more people are doing it and it's a lot more of a conversation. Like I see kids talking about 
suicide more because their peers are talking about it more. When I was a child, we never talked about suicide. That was far from anybody's mind. But nowadays, it seems like people are talking about it more. I was talking to Madison and she was telling me about a student that, you know, had to go to the hospital because they were feeling that way. And I'm mm-hmm. like, what do you mean? Did the mother push it, put him in the hospital or did a teacher? It was like, no, they put themselves in yeah. because they were feeling that way. And I'm like, wow. I mean, at that age, I wasn't thinking about no damn suicide. I was thinking about uh prom and college and playing basketball and all those other things, you know? Right. But the pressures for young people now are so much more different right. than they were when we were younger. Um, the world has changed. The culture has changed. And kids are experiencing life in a much more advanced way in a lot of ways. Right. And now with social media, you don't have your immediate circle only as your critics. Mm-hmm. Now you have damn near the whole world as your critic. Right. You have anybody that chooses to be your critic as your critic and you have to deal with those pressures. Now you're not worried about just being popular in your immediate environment. Mm-hmm. You're not worried about just impressing people in your immediate environment. Now impressing a larger part of the masses is what a lot of kids are concerned about. Now little kids, you know, when I say little, I mean like teenagers, 13, 14, they're worried about doing it for the gram. Right. Now your whole existence in a way becomes a show. Right. You know, what can I do that is going to impress people? What is going what what can I do that is going to garner me some attention? So now you have kids that want to fight and tape it. Right. You have kids that want to make fun of other kids and tape it. You have Instagram bullies that want to get on other people's pages and say negative things about someone that they may know right. just to make other people laugh. Right. You're doing a whole host of things because you think that it's going to make you popular. You think it's going to make mm-hmm. people look at you. You think it's going to get you some looks. And that's not something that we were concerned about when we were 13, 14, not at 15. all. Like, it's just we were concerned with, well, what movie just came out? Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, all right, let's all go to the movies and just enjoying life. Not to say that we didn't have problems or pressures. I mean, I think popularity was an issue back then. But at that point, you're only dealing with like the kids in your neighborhood, the kids in your school. Now, kids have a lot more to deal with. Right. No, no. You- and and they don't have they don't know how to deal with it. Correct. Because parents. I don't want to say that they're not as plugged in now as they were then. I actually think parents might be more plugged in now um, because now as a parent, I know that myself especially, and I know that some other parents, um, we super parent. Right. I feel as though we super parent our kids. Mm -hmm. And I remember, especially when Madison and Logan were younger, my whole focus in life was mm-hmm. to be the most amazing parent that I could possibly be. Mm-hmm. Um, in my mind, everything, like all of my energy had to be about making sure that I invested in them. Right. So, okay, like 
they're seven and eight. I mean, Madison's two years older than Logan. So, you know, they'd be seven and nine, for instance. I have to make sure that they're in swimming. I have to make sure that they're in gymnastics. I have to make sure that they're in dance. They have to be starting basketball practice. I want to make sure that they both know how to handle a basketball, even though it's kind of early. You know, they have to be in art. They have to be in acting. Every day after school, they had at least two activities. Mm -hmm. And I would make the whole schedule so that I could fit everything in Mm -hmm. and I remember I had so many friends like oh my gosh how do you do it how are you you know making a schedule where you can fit everything in and aren't you tired and what about Rashawn are you taking time away from him and I just I wanted to be a super parent right and I think a lot of parents maybe not to that extreme but we are very very invested but like when we were kids it was kind of like all right you get home from school and and you know during the week all right Make sure that you're home before it's dark. Right. You know what I mean? It was just a little bit different. So I think that parents are still invested. Um, We're still invested in their kids back then, but now maybe a little bit more. Right. But still not in a way where I think they're giving them the right kind of emotional support and Mm -hmm. the right kind of guidance. Right. I think that a lot of kids right now even though they may have super parents, it's missing the component where parents are invested in their lives emotionally, spiritually, mentally, where you really sit down and talk to your kids. Mm -hmm. Madison had a friend over the other day and, you know, we were just talking about your parents and how much do they talk to you and how much do they really know about you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes I find that some of our children's friends, their parents might be strict, for instance. Right. And the kids rebel because they don't really understand why their parents are so strict. And their interpretation is that their parents are just being mean. So this weekend I had to sit down with one of the kids' friends and say, listen, your parents aren't being strict. Maybe you might interpret it that way. They're just being protective because they want to make sure that you're safe. Absolutely. And it's like, oh, no, they're just so mean. They just don't want me to have fun. I'm like, no, no, no. That's not what it is. I said, it's coming across to you that way. And the problem is the communication. The difference with our kids is we may be protective, but we communicate with them. Right. So Madison even interjected and was like, yeah, you know. You're very protective, but I understand why. Yes, we explain. You just want to keep me safe. So my point is that the communication has to be there. You have to be invested in your kids' lives in a way where you talk and you have a rapport. And I don't want to say where you're your kids' friends because, you know, there's it's a fine line between friendship and parents. Right. But there has to be a friend-like component to your relationship where you talk. And if you have that, I mean, that's a gem. Right. That's a real gem where your kids, when they get into problems or they're feeling lost or they're feeling that pressure, they have an outlet. They have somebody to talk to. And when we talk about suicide and depression and things, I think the biggest problem is that you're dealing with people who feel like nobody understands them. Absolutely. They don't have anybody to talk to. They don't have that outlet. Right. You know, and there's nothing in this world like having a soft place to land. Mm -hmm. Like when you fail or you're disappointed or you're lonely, having someone or more than one person that 
you can kind of land on. Absolutely. That makes you feel comfortable. Right. That tells you everything is going to be okay. That mm-hmm. can rub your head or, you know, sit on the phone with you for hours or come and see you at the drop of a dime and make you feel like everything is going to be okay. Everybody needs that person. So if you can be that person for somebody else, make some of your other priorities secondary. Make that your first priority because you can legitimately save a life. Absolutely. And like you said, you've seen it last week with Kate Spade. you also seen it with uh, Anthony Bourdain. Now, if you don't know who Anthony Bourdain, he was uh, a chef. He worked for CNN. He was uh, apparently... Uh, it was suicide by hanging. He was over in France. He was traveling with a friend and a friend was worried when he didn't make it to dinner and then he didn't make it to breakfast. They ran into his room and he was found dead. They don't know the reason why, you know, uh, people, you know, they can only speculate, but they have no clue. That's why I said you really have to know people. And really, if somebody's your friend or somebody's your companion or your spouse, really talk to them and find out what's going so you can absolutely positively see. And and, and again, it had nothing to do with money. This guy was, they said, worth like $16 million, had a couple of restaurants. He was traveling the world. So it had nothing to do with money. Yeah, sometimes, you know, people that are doing the best financially are the most unhappy. Correct. You know, of course, money has the ability to ease a lot of our burdens and to make life easier in many ways, but it really doesn't provide true happiness. Correct. True happiness comes from within. I think true happiness depends on how you feel about yourself Mm -hmm. and it's dependent on the relationships that you have with the people around you. Um, I mean, there's a lot of other things. I don't want to, you know, go too deep, but we have to make sure that life is fulfilling us and life is friendships. It's love. It's your purpose. And a lot of people find purpose in career or hobbies. Like we want to be, even though we may not really think about it, we want to be productive parts of the world. And a lot of times when people don't feel productive, it starts to feed depression. When we don't have love, it starts to feed depression. When we feel like we have friends that fail us, it can feed depression. So sometimes, you know, you just have to sit back and reflect and figure out what's missing in your life. Right. Absolutely. And and try to supplement that All with right. things that are meaningful. Absolutely. Uh, you know what I want to talk about now? But something that? sad that happened um, <clears throat> over the weekend um, in Long Island. A father reported his uh, truck stolen Thursday oh. night. Yes. And um, found out that his daughter stole the truck. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a sad story. Now, his daughter is 15 years old. Her and a bunch of friends were in the car. It was a total of nine of them in a trailblazer. Mm-hmm. Now, there is no way in hell nine people could fit in a trailblazer. Now, the ages ranged from. Trailblazer, does it have a third row? I'm not sure. I don't One, think two, a third three, four, five, I don't six, think it seven, does. Eight. If it had a third row and if you packed it out, meaning a person sitting in the center in each of the back rows. Correct. That would be eight total. Now, the young lady was 15 years old. So she did not have a license. Did she have a permit? She didn't have a permit. She didn't have a permit or a license. You get your permit at 16. She was 15. In New York? In New York okay. as well. Yes. Um, she was 15. Uh, she didn't have a driver's license. She's facing three counts of manslaughter right now. What happened? Uh, as she was driving, they believe she was going to the beach with her nine friends. 
Uh, the ages of people in the vehicle. There's a baby in the car. Yeah. The ages were 18 months to 17 years old. The baby in the car was hers. The baby wait, was wait, the 18 baby, months old. Wait, the baby in the car was her baby? The baby was her baby. And the baby was 18 months old. I did not know that. So that means she had sex at 13 and had this baby at 14. Ish. Let's just. Ish. Yeah, let's just say ish. Ish. So now she was swerving in and out of lanes. They believe she fishtailed. Fishtailed. What's that? Uh, Where you go. Right. The back 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 of your car swerves swerves, back and forth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, The car crash flipped over, they believe, about nine times. Um, everybody was injured. Uh, I'm trying to see. I want to make sure I get this right because I'm looking at it now. Yeah, but everybody was injured. Three Three people people died. died. Now, the three people that died was a 13 year old. Wow. Her brother. Her brother. Her brother died. Also, a 15 year old and a 16 year old. The baby didn't die. Everybody who was wearing a seatbelt didn't die. The three that weren't wearing a seatbelt died. Mm -hmm. Very sad. Very, 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 very sad. Um, They just said she was weaving in and out of traffic. They said the SUV swerved and flipped over several times before coming to a rest in a a marshy area on the side of the highway. Um, Wow. You know, this is this is very, very difficult to talk about because we have young kids and I don't know, you know, as far as this, how she was, this child was or or what her relationship was with, with her dad. But this is very scary. Because you try to be a, a perfect, as perfect as you could be parent when you have kids. Mm-hmm. You try to teach them the dangers of of driving and especially when they're around that age when they can drive and, and, and basically saying when you drive, you know, everybody else in that car, you're responsible for their life. Right. You know, um, but at 15, obviously to take a car to put nine people in there, there was a problem there somehow, somewhere. You know what? boggles my mind more than anything else what's that because i can understand a 15 year old stealing a car and joyriding kids do it correct it's a terrible thing but i know some 15 year olds that have taken their parents car and went for a ride Mm -hmm. without them knowing right i know some 15 year olds that have taken their parents cars without permits or licenses with their parents knowing and their parents being okay with it Mm -hmm. so even though from my reality it sounds so crazy i'm still you know not so far removed to think that it doesn't happen so yes we understand that that's something that happens in some communities right right What boggles my mind is how in the world did she convince seven other people because the 18 month old was hers without a decision? How did she convince seven other people to get in that car and to go along with her idea? If I'm a 16 year old, I'm a 17 year old, I'm an 18 year old and I have my license or I have my permit or I don't. Mm-hmm. There's no way that I'm thinking that it's okay to get into a car with a 15-year-old that has no permit or license to drive me around anywhere. Right. Especially when there's a whole party going on in the car. Right. How 
does any reasonably minded kids make that decision? Now, maybe the her brother, you said her brother was 13 or 14. I believe 13. I'd have to go. Maybe her it. brother. Mm-hmm. I can wrap my my mind around that. That's my older sister. She said she can drive. She said she's good. Okay. Mm-hmm. But the other ones, how do you get in that car? How do you make that decision? No, I mean, I, I, I really don't understand that. I don't understand it. I mean, I do. And the reason I say I do is, is, you know, they were 15. So some, no, the, you said they went up to 17 and 18. Now, the 17 year old and older, they're the ones where I don't understand how they got in that car. That's what I just said. You know, the younger ones. That's what I just said. No, I'm agreeing with you. The, you know, but. Those older ones, I, I, I don't know how they can say, okay, yeah, this is a cool idea. And then on top of it, to know that she took, well, I don't know if they knew, but well, of course they knew. They mm-hmm. knew the kid doesn't have a license. To know right. that she took the light, took the car against her father's will. Right. See, this is the thing, right? There's something, there's something about this that see, we don't know. See, this is the thing. And this is where, again, we got to make sure we have that open communication with our kids. Because there's no way in hell Madison would get in a car with anybody. Especially with somebody who knows can't drive neither will neither logan, logan. That's, it's not about you know neither will logan because we have those conversations and we talk about safety and and what can happen like i i just can't imagine Forget that happening about conversations and all that good stuff like that yeah yeah we have all that that's kind of relationship we have our kids even if we didn't i think it's pretty safe to say that our kids have reasonable common sense at least i'd like to say they have great common sense right but even if it wasn't great all it takes is some kind of reasonable c- common sense to make that decision. Right. And also, to me, of course we don't know, but I feel as though it's pretty safe to assume that both she and her brother likely had a terrible relationship with the father, at least. It had to be something. It had to be it a separation. Had it had to be something. something because, it, because the car was stolen Thursday. This happened Friday morning at 1140 a.m. So you don't see your daughter. You don't know where your daughter is unless there's a separation. Maybe there has to be more to the story as and, far as, you know, the relationship with the with the father. And but, like she stole it and knew that her father was going to find out right. at some point and was like, all right, well, when he finds out, he finds out. Oh, well. And the brother to go along with it, knowing that they're going to get in trouble, right. had to have the same sentiment. And let me rephrase that. I, I, like I'm looking up now because I wanted to see how many uh, trailblazer actually holds because I can't find that information. Mm-hmm. But they're saying it was a total of 10 people in the car. I heard nine on the news. Uh, yeah, but I'm just reading it now and it says 10 people were in the car. So it was nine or 10. 10, including the baby, they say. Mm. But it, it's just a very sad thing. And, and it, it really struck a nerve because not only did that 15 year old killed three people and, and hurt, you know, a couple of others, but she could have hurt anybody else on that road. You know, it's yeah. difficult. You, you take driving lightly when you've been driving for so long, you know, even myself. I don't. I, you I, know, I don't. And we, we're going to tell you sto- a story next week about, you know, me driving like nonstop for the last weekend. But hmm? I will explain it next episode. No, next I podcast. Know what you're talking about. No, we'll explain it next podcast. We can, but what are you talking about? Of me driving, leaving the club and driving all the way oh, to, oh, oh, to Boston. Oh, oh. But we'll explain that next next podcast. But, you know, you take driving lightly because you, you've been doing it so long. But you really 
forget that you have a weapon of mass destruction that you're driving. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like you can fuck things up in that car. You can hit people. You can kill people. You don't really necessarily think what you have when people like when people are speeding and they're jetting. And I get it because I used to do it. You know what I mean? I used to at age used to be 20, 21, 22. Yes. I used to get in the car and I was the dick that was going in between lanes and swerving, swerving. Absolutely. Yes. And even when I had my motorcycle, it was the same thing. You were on the back of my motorcycle as we were going a hundred. Yes. Swerving in and out. We we did. I was a damn jackass for being on the back of that bike with you. Absolutely. Allowing you to put my life in jeopardy. Absolutely. Yeah. But you know, with our kids, we, we and I and I know and we tell them all of these stories absolutely tell them all so these that stories. they understand and we show them things like this accident with this 15 year old you know pretty much killing the people in her car because right. we want them to see the effects of what speeding and what swerving and what not having experience can do mm-hmm. you know so this story really hurt my heart and I just wanted to talk yeah. about it because I'm like this is so scary and I'm now. sure everybody listening that saw this story their hearts sunk absolutely and now this 15 year old her life is pretty much I don't want to say over or ruined, but she, well, it's not. It's not over, but it's definitely ruined. It's, 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 she's going to be destroyed. Whether she's hit up with charges and has to do time in jail, all of this because they wanted to go to the beach. You know, all and, of this not because they wanted to go to the beach. This all that's you wrap that up in a sentence like it's that simple. This is not just about a teenager that wanted to go to the beach. This is a lot more. This is a child that had some kind of problem Mm -hmm. with her family in her home, in my opinion, whose parents didn't have a reasonable hold on her. Mm -hmm. And she was like, bleep it. I'm doing it. I Mm -hmm. don't care what the consequences are. A child that really just doesn't have any sort of common sense or um, idea about responsibility Mm Um, And someone that's just very, very detached. You know, it's not like this kid got in a Ford Focus or a Honda Civic, like a nice little small car. Right. Like, she got, this is an SUV. Right. You know, like, I feel as though, like, when I was younger, it, and I just got my license, you feel as though, like, a small car is nice and easy to handle. And, you know, it's close to you. It's not going to get away from you. Like, you could really control the car. An SUV is different. Like what? What? Two months ago, you wanted um, Anthony to take Anthony is um, our friend and our driver. He wanted Anthony to take um, Madison driving one day, mm-hmm. you know, for you know a little to give her some instructions and whatnot because he's probably the best driver that I've ever been in a car with. He's amazing, right? And I was like, okay, cool. I trust him to take Madison Madison for a drive. And you said to me, all right, well, you know. I want I want her to take the Escalade. Right. And I'm like, no, sir. Like, no, no, no. There's a difference between taking like a smaller car or a smaller SUV like a Jeep or, you know, a sedan and taking an Escalade ESV because mine is the extended version, the long, the long version. Because we have so many kids and strollers and contraptions. And all types of shit. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I said, no way. Oh, yeah. Well, he's with she's with Anthony don't worry, nothing's going to happen, it's going to be all good. I said, no, that SUV can get away from her. And not only that, she has no reference for the length of it. It's very long. And I know that she understands the size of a smaller vehicle. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure that she 
has any reference point for a longer vehicle like that. She's up higher. The car feels bulkier when you're driving it. Mm -hmm. No, she has to work her way up to a large SUV. Absolutely. First sedan, then SUV. When she's very comfortable in the SUV, then maybe a regular SUV, then maybe an extended version. Baby steps. I want to make sure 100% that she is in control of the vehicle that she was in. I remember when I graduated from from college and I bought my first Escalade. Mm -hmm. I was 21, 22 years, 21 years old. Right. And I remember going to Brooklyn and picking up that SUV. Mm Mm-hmm. From the dealership and then having to drive home. And I never drove such a big SUV. Mm-hmm. When we were in college, you had a Mitsubishi Montero Sport. Right. And I drove that. Mm-hmm. And it felt fine. But this was a much bigger vehicle. And I remember driving home and feeling kind of nervous. Right. Like, I couldn't. Like, I remember. I fit Like, right now in this moment, I remember looking over the hood and not really being able to gauge the width of the car because it's kind of like rounded and bubbly. And I felt a lack of control. And I went very, very slow. And I remember the next day when you came to the house and saw the truck and you were like, let's go to the city. I remember driving through the Lincoln Tunnel and feeling like, oh, bleep. Mm -hmm. Like, I couldn't gauge the width of the vehicle in the tunnel and i'm like i'm gonna hit the wall i'm gonna sideswipe somebody i'm gonna sideswipe somebody i'm gonna hit the wall right so i'm saying all of that to say to be 15 without a permit like you haven't even been practicing right without a license so you're definitely not solid in driving to not take a little car like you're overly ambitious and you take a suv and then you pack nine or eight other people in it with you and you have two family members, your child and your brother, and you feel like it's all good? I don't even understand that. Yeah. So what I'm saying is there had to be something with that situation. In my heart of hearts, and I I have no idea, mm-hmm. but I feel as though there was some component of spite in this whole situation. Yeah, that's, that's what just it sounds my feeling. Like. That's I don't what know anything like. about these people. Right, that's what it sounds like. But that's just what it feels she like She took the to car, me. she probably had a, a problem with her parents, or I don't know if their parents are together, what it was. It was like, fuck this, I'm out. And, right, you and, had a bleep it type of and that, and, and sometimes mentality. that mentality comes with consequences. And sadly to say that three people were killed and others were injured. You know, thank God the 18-month-old kid wasn't injured. And... Also, I just want to say seatbelts are very important. You know, gear gets on me all the time. Yes. Make sure you put your seatbelt on. Is your seatbelt on? Seatbelt has to be on. Seat on the phone. Is your seatbelt on? Yes. She is very into my seatbelt. So, you know, just make sure you wear your seatbelts out there. Your kids wear their seatbelts. You, you, you make sure you put that in their brain. Seatbelt, 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 seatbelt. So that even if they do get into a car with somebody and, and something does happen bad, you know, hopefully they will be protected by that seatbelt. And also, sidebar, if you have little ones... Please make sure that your car seats are strapped in properly. Correct. And make sure that if you have toddlers and they're in their car seats and they know how to connect them and disconnect them, make sure that you're constantly in your rear view mirror, making sure that they're not unbuckling to bend over and pick up a toy that fell onto the floor or something like that. Because there are so many accidents that take place where a car seat isn't strapped in properly right or a child might have completely unstrapped themselves or partially unstrapped themselves Mm -hmm. and they wind up being injured or killed because of that 
oversight. Right. So that's something to really, really make sure because I know sometimes parents don't really, I've been, I've seen it for myself where parents aren't that concerned with the whole car seat situation where, you know, I've been in a car with someone that I've known on several occasions where their kids are like running around the car, like in an SUV, like going from the front to the back and, oh, I just have to get something and then they come and, okay, I got to get the headphones and they hop back while the mother is driving. And it's like, listen, you need to pull over. Right. Like if your child, there needs to be rules in the car, especially if you have multiple kids. Like if your child needs to get something from the front, there needs to be a system. They have to, they must tell you first, they must get permission to unstrap and then you must pull over and then that happens. Right. Then they get back in their seat, they strap back up and then you continue driving. Right. Like it's ridiculous. My kids get in trouble if as, because they're at an age where they can disconnect and connect strapping and strap exactly they get in trouble if they start unstrapping their seatbelt once we pull onto the property Mm -hmm. like once we get into the gate there was a time where london and jackson would start unbuckling right and i'm like no 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 you don't touch that seatbelt number one without my permission and you don't even consider asking for permission until we are in the garage and the car is in park. Correct. Don't because it's about creating habits. Mm-hmm. And if it's not a habit, then they think that there's leeway to make their own decision. No, you make no decision. This is the hardcore rule. This is what you do. Right. You know, and also I just want to close and say, you know, learn from others out there. And I know sometimes you'd be like, oh yeah, it is easy to say, but learn from others. Shout to uh DJ Craig G. Oh my goodness. DJ Craig G is a DJ from Harlem. Yes. Somebody that I looked up to when I started out DJing. It was Craig G, it was SNS, it was DJ Clue, um, K Capri. Those DJs were the, one, were the ones I looked up to because they were older than me. They were doing all the parties. Uh, a couple of years ago, Craig G, uh, his wife was out in Florida. And uh, Craig G was actually flying to Florida to meet them. I guess he had a show when they got there earlier and his son actually died. They were driving and I guess mm-hmm. they, he was eating in the car. Yeah. And uh, I believe it was a chicken nugget. I'm not sure. I don't know why chicken nuggets in my mind, but I believe it was a chicken nugget. And he started to choke on a on a chicken nugget. While and he was in his car seat. While he was in his car seat and mm-hmm. his wife was driving. And I believe his wife seen and, and she pulled over and it was too late. She, I guess they couldn't get the piece of chicken out their throat, out his throat. But because of that. Yeah. And because of that incident. Our kids are not allowed to eat in the car. They're not allowed to eat while we're driving. The babies are not allowed to eat. I don't care how hungry they are. Nope. I don't care if we just passed McDonald's and we nope. just got some food. I don't care what it is. You're going to cry until we get to a, a spot, until we get home. You know, or we're going to pull, gonna over, pull over, over and then yep. we're going to eat. But we are not, we don't eat in the car. That like, nope. did not, not, not And because of fry. that, Rashawn and I don't eat in the car mm-hmm. because, you know, mommy and daddy can't be sitting up there eating potato chips while we're back here starving. Right. So nobody eats in the car. Right. You know, and because you, I'm sorry, baby, because you think about it, you're driving, think about it, you're driving and your toddler especially is eating something. You hit a bump. Mm-hmm. Something gets lodged in their throat. Right. You swerve to avoid another car. Something gets lodged, lodged in their throat. When you're in a car, so many things can happen Correct. unexpectedly that you don't even think about. Right. That you don't even think about. And then something can slip down. Right. Especially a child's throat. 
So when that happened, I was like, oh, new rule. Yeah. And you're right. Learn from others. I learned from others. And, and, and the crazy part about it is, you know, when Madison and Logan were kids, we would throw them French fries. Like, yeah, if they're crying in the back, <laughs> yes. here, take this, we're going to put a fucking 10 French fries on your lap. Just keep eating that shit to stop <laughs> and crying. Be quiet. Right. But because of, yes. you know, the Craig G and what happened with his, with his son, it, it broke our hearts. And we were like, you know, we have to have new rules because this is something that we didn't think about, you know. But not only that, even in the house and parents, I really want you to think about that. Sometimes, you know, you have kids up to say, you know, in my opinion, I would say like six, seven years old. That's where I plan on maybe loosening up a little bit. Mm-hmm. But you have little ones, you know, two, three, four, five, even six. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you put their food in front of them at the kitchen table or in front of the TV or whatever. And you leave and you go about your business. Not me, not us. Our kids are not allowed to eat the babies, the little ones. They are not allowed to eat without adult supervision. Right. They are not allowed to eat without adult supervision because God forbid I'm upstairs in the shower. I'm upstairs watching TV. I'm in the laundry room folding clothes. I'm upstairs putting them away. And my child is sitting there eating something and something gets lodged in their throat. There is nobody there to save them. Mm -hmm. There is nobody there to help them. They will sit there and cough and gag or sometimes even silently. Right. Sometimes even silently. You ever get something caught in your throat and you're just like. uh, Yeah. uh, Like you can't even call for help and it only takes seconds or a minute Mm -hmm. for someone to lose their life because they choke on something. Absolutely. So, you know, sometimes like the kids know, do not even so much as pop a piece of candy in your mouth unless there is an adult there. Now, maybe at about seven, I plan on loosening up a little bit, you know, like, okay, like maybe not so strict with it. I would still choose to be present if my children were eating, but maybe not as harsh, but a little one. And I know that we weren't planning this, but I'm going to tell another little story because when I saw this story, Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Like I, I, I I cried. Like I cried. It Mm -hmm. really hurt my heart. Um, and this was like an Instagram story. And for some reason, um, a lot of people tagged me on it, maybe because we have kids uh-huh. and um, I guess it's just like a sense of community. People tagged me and, you know, I read a bunch of stories about it, but um, I don't know what part of the country it was in, but it was a mother and she has a husband uh-huh. and they have two children, uh-huh. two beautiful, ugh, beautiful children and. Um, it's like they looked like angels, right. you know, like really like beautiful, curly, blonde hair. They just looked, I don't know, really, there's something really angelic and peaceful about these children. And it was the little boy's birthday coming mm-hmm. up and the mother was throwing a party and she had ordered packages filled with, um, it looked like favors and, you know, party favors. decorations okay. and things for the party. Mm-hmm. And... She was at home with the son uh-huh. and they had taken some pictures earlier on in the day uh-huh. and she posted some of those pictures, you know, for her followers to see. And in one of those packages was a favor 
It was a package or packages with balls, uh-huh. like just bouncy balls. I think, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they were PJ Masks. Like look, um, Jackson watches that. PJ Masks' uh-huh. little bouncy ball. Okay. And I think it might have been like six balls in a package. So either he opened up the package or she opened up the package. And from what I understand, he was standing maybe about three feet away from his mother. And he's playing with the bouncy balls. I don't believe that she saw him, but somehow, at some point, he put one of the balls in his mouth Mm. and he began choking on it. I'm assuming maybe silently Uh because it was a large ball. It, I'm going to be honest, it was a ball that you, as a parent, you probably wouldn't be concerned if you saw your toddler playing with playing with it, I think he was two. No, I think he was maybe three, about to turn four. Mm-hmm. That that's what he looked like to me, and it didn't look like there was much cause for concern right. when it came to that ball. It wasn't like the little ball that remember when we were younger. You put the quarter in the machine, you turn the thing, and the little ball comes out, and that's a small ball, like the size of a gumball. Right. It wasn't like a gumball size ball. It was a bigger ball, and somehow it got lodged in his throat. By the time that she realized she couldn't save him, Mm. it was too late. The whole time he was about three feet away from her. Wow. Okay. And the little boy died. Mm. And one of the pictures that she shared was um, earlier that day, I think she got him a comforter. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't remember what it was about the comforter, but he was so excited about this comforter that she put it on the bed immediately and she posted a picture of him snuggled in his bed with this comforter that he was so in love with. So sad. And then I think it was like maybe two or three hours later after she took that picture, he was dead. Yeah. So I'm saying that to say, since we're on the topic, you know, you can never really pay too much attention there's nothing that she could have done. Right. You know, like that was just a freak accident. And I'm going to note that on the package, it said something to the effect of, you know, I don't remember exactly what it was specifically, but like safe for children two plus or two and up. All right. You know what I mean? So she did her job as a parent. Like right. she knew that it was safe. Absolutely. And it wasn't her fault. She, it wasn't her fault. It wasn't her fault. You know, sometimes we blame ourselves when things that we don't expect happen. It wasn't her fault. And it it was was just very sad. You can never pay too much attention to your kids. Absolutely. All right. Well, what a way to end the podcast, right? Sad. Sad, sad, sad. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see you guys on Wednesday for uh, the next podcast. And don't forget, again, 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 July 27th, we're doing a live podcast at Sony Hall. All right. Tickets are moving fast. So get your tickets now. Um, there are a lot more seats than at the last venue. So a lot of people, you know, they had a problem with the seats. Well, get your seats now because there are a lot more seats. Also, you know, people saying, you know, hey. You know, you do the podcast on Monday, you do it on Tuesday. Can you do it on a weekend so I can get a babysitter so we can get out there? Absolutely. It's going to be on a Friday at Sony Hall, July 27th. We look forward to seeing you guys. I'm excited. Me too. And you can go to www.sonyhall.com. And again, if you have comments, questions, you could always DM us or you can hit us on the emails, thekccrew at gmail.com. It's T-H-E-E-K-C-Crew at gmail.com. All right. 
and it's time for me to get to work. <laughs> now, it's time for you to wash your ass. I gotta wash my ass, yeah. First, thank you. I'm DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And that was Pillow Talk with the Casey Crew. Toodles!